1: And welcome back to the Blackout. This is our final Pick'em Pod of the 2021-22 season as we dive into the National Championship edition of the podcast. We're coming to you from bellyupsports.com. He is Alan Denton. I am Thomas Black. Alan, welcome back in. We've got a big show to go down. We've got a lot of suggestions to give. Hopefully, we can give some good tips as people are looking to land some prizes here on the best college football Pick'em Pod in the land.
0: Exactly. Only one game left. It's time to lay it all on the line and and see where the chips fall.
1: Definitely. Let's do it, Alan. Let's look at the standings really quick. We've got four people who are still alive for the number one prize pack that includes a package from Manscaped, as well as a one hundred dollar Visa gift card and a blackout T-shirt. And we've got prizes for each of the top five finishers in the contest. But our four finalists that can walk away with the win are Jorge, who stands in first place right now, Spencer, who is in second, Ben, who is in seventh place, and Hannah, who is in eighth place. Man, this is going to be an exciting deal. I'm not sure what we anticipated with how many people would still be alive going into the final game, but we mentioned it before we started recording. Man, I'm pumped that we still have four people that going into the final game could walk away with the top set of prizes. And I'm hoping that that group of four people is on different sides of this game because I hope that we see an exciting game where either side, uh, whoever it is, could come away with the win and come away with that top prize pack.
0: Agreed. I totally, totally agree with you. It's exciting that there are four people that can still do it. I wish I, I were still one of them, but I mean, really kudos to these people. I mean, there's there was 100 people in our group And they're down to the final four, really, really excited to see kind of who comes out of this on top. And you know whoever it is will be in that 98th, 99th percentile over all of – ESPN's pick them for ball games, which is really impressive.
1: Yeah, they very well should be up that high. Only as long as whoever does get up to the top does get a win in their final pick. You know, that'll be the only thing that would preempt it. If if we have a bunch of people lose, you know, their final pick, then they're probably going to end up very similar to where they are and actually back up a little bit. But I assume we're going to have at least one or two people get the right side in this thing and really gain a lot of points and boost them up in uh, in the standings in the worldwide. Uh, rankings as well. Agreed. All right, Alan, for an update on where we are, I'm in fifth place overall. I have 495 points. That is 28 points off the lead. I have a max score of 503, and And if everything hit right, where I get my pick right and a bunch of other people get their pick wrong, then the highest I could finish is third. Alan, you are in a tie for 16th with 473 points. You have 26 points available for the national championship game. And same thing, if you hit on your pick and everybody else missed, including me, you could max out in fourth place. But I think realistically, you and I are probably on the outside of the top five by the end of this thing.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean... I don't see any way possible that I jump into the top five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just honestly, there's no way everyone is exclusively going to go with one team. Just not going to happen. Yep. Uh, and, and so, because of that, if I jump back into the top 12, then, you know, that's essentially the top 10% of our group. I can live with that, especially with a couple of rough losses along the way
1: yeah and I think you were certainly capable of that I mean to be able to jump up at all you've got to hit your pick right and if you hit your pick there are going to be people who miss it because I think we are looking at a game that can go either way and uh, so I think there's a chance you may be even able to slide into the top 10 we'll see it'll depend on where everybody else puts their picks as well but if you hit I think you're going to have a pretty good result yeah I can live with that as is well known, we are looking at an SCC championship rematch between Alabama. And Georgia. So, Alan, as we dive into this thing, what we're going to do is we're going to give some picks for the game, some rationale for why we're doing it our way, what we think the real result could be, you know, because there could be some variation in that. And then we're also going to give a final score projection so that we can get some total scores predicted because those tiebreakers are going to be a big deal for this thing. There aren't a lot of tiebreaker scenarios that I foresee happening, but there are a couple of people in our standings that could have a tie, especially toward the back end of our top five. And if you have one of those ties, you're going to want to have a total score tiebreaker in the ESPN bowl mania pick em, because we're going to go by that first. And if there's a tie there, then we're just going to draw a name out of a hat to determine who wins those prizes. But especially if you're tied for fifth place, you know, we're going to give away a prize to the person who finishes in fifth with that tie. The people who get pushed out because of the tie aren't going to get the same prize. So uh, that is going to be something that is definitely um, be needed to pay attention to. So Alan, as we dive into this thing, do you give a care one way or the other, whether you give a pick first or me?
0: I'm happy to allow you as the top person out of the two of us.
1: Fair enough. I mean, that is the way we've done it all along. So I will uh, I will go ahead. So, Alan, the things I'm paying attention to with this matchup are, we talked about it a lot on the Pick'em Pod that we did before bowl season. And if you listen to that episode, then you know that I went with the Georgia Bulldogs in a projected matchup because, of course, at the time we didn't know who – Was going to be playing in the national championship. And Alan, I am going to stick with the same pick I did before. I'm sticking with the Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, I think they were really impressive in their matchup against Michigan. And we talked about some of the things that went wrong for Georgia in the SEC championship against Alabama. They had an interception deep in Alabama territory in the second half, they had a turnover on downs in Alabama territory in the second half, they had that pick six. And then late in the game, they had another turnover on downs, and on the defensive side of the ball, that defense that was so good all year never got a sack of Bryce Young. So you flip it to the other side with an Alabama team that won 41-24, but had all those things go right for it. I told you on the Pick'em Pod before, I think that game in the SEC Championship game was a lot closer than the score indicated, And when you rewind back to that matchup, John Mechie went down with the injury. He's missing in this game. I think he was a big deal against that Georgia defense. And I think that we're looking at a game that very well could be a toss-up. With all those things in mind, I think that Georgia can get the win. I think they might have the game plan in the works to be able to come up with a win this time versus their matchup last time. And Alan, frankly, I think, Picking Georgia sets me up better for success in the Pick'em board. Right now, as we record on Wednesday night, only 38% of people are on the Georgia Bulldogs. I only have eight points left out on my board that is going to this game. So I think I fare a whole lot better in what I think is a toss-up matchup. Going with the Bulldogs, I think that missing John Mechie could be a really big deal for this game. And I think Georgia is going to have its fair amount of success against the Alabama defense. I think they'll be able to slow down Brian Robinson just as they did in the first matchup. And Allen, when we had a 41-24 score with a total of 65 points in the first matchup, I'm going a little bit lower in this one. The over-under is officially set at 52, but I'm going to project a Georgia win 31-27. I think very close. That would be a total score of 58. So going a little bit over on that 52.
0: Oh, Wow. That is incredible. So I'm not even gonna give my pick yet, but I have the exact same score. Nice. 31 to 27 with a total of 58 points. That, that is remarkable. So I'm definitely going on that the over of that 52 and a half point spread at this point. So Georgia was by far and away the most impressive team that played in both season, including over Alabama. And I know it is quite, quite difficult to beat a team two times in essentially a month span, especially a team as driven and as talented and put together as this Georgia Bulldogs team. But if there's one person on God's green earth that could do it, I think his name is Nick Saban. (laughs) And I'm going to go even a little bit against my gut here. Just go with Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide, even though I think it will probably hurt me overall in the pick 'ems because I've got 26 points left. Which to maximize that, I would want Georgia to win and to pick them, and more people ahead of me pick Alabama. But there's just a part of me with Bryce Young not playing as well as he has essentially the entire year against Cincinnati. Coming back against this Georgia defense, my only concern is the Alabama offensive line against what has been the most disruptive pass rush in all of college football this year. That crew can get after it, but I still like, even though Georgia's the two-and-a-half-point favorite, I like the Crimson Tide to get it done and prayerfully will get my 26 points, which I think, maybe, would that put me ahead of you if I got that right and you picked Georgia?
1: Yeah, so if we're on opposite sides, like we're indicating, we will be. That's exactly right. If you hit your pick, of course, that would make me wrong. You do pass me in the standings. And uh, if we were on the same right. side, if we both hit on it, you would not be able to pass me. So that's kind of the spot we're in. Uh, but yeah, you would pass me up if, if you hit on Alabama while I'm on Georgia.
0: Yeah, so looking back at the previous game, neither team ran the ball particularly great. Each of them had right at 110, 115 yards. The biggest difference in that game, as you mentioned, was the two turnovers. Stetson Bennett played the best game of his career against Michigan. I don't think he's going to be able to replicate that. And uh, against this Crimson Tide defense, Will Anderson and crew can also get after him. And I like the Crimson Tide to come away with another dang national championship. Now, maybe part of me is that I just really dislike Georgia as a fan because I'm a Tennessee fan, even more so than Alabama. So maybe it's that that's telling me to go against my gut, but I'm going Crimson
1: Tide in this one. Hey, man, I like it. And uh, that means that for both you and me, we are... Both sticking with the original pick we gave on the original pick and pod for bowl season. I'm kind of impressed by that because I'm with you. I think the most impressive team in the semifinals was Georgia. And that's not solely the fact that why I would be going with the Bulldogs in this matchup, but man, I picked Georgia in the SEC championship game. Obviously, that didn't work out for me, but I really think that injury to John Mechie is a big deal. I think that helps this Georgia defense a little bit, and I just think that you know, as perfect a game as that Alabama offensive line played in the SEC championship game, I think odds are this Georgia defense can affect Bryce Young probably at least a handful of times and do more so than they did in the SEC championship game, and to me, that might just be the difference. So I like the Georgia Bulldogs in this matchup, but it is by ever such a thin margin. And like you said, both of us projecting the exact same final score. That's fascinating to me. And uh, I would just say that anybody who's listening to this, if you think there's other people listening to this podcast, you know, don't all go with the exact same tiebreaker because you want to find an edge somewhere on those people you could land ties with at uh, different points in the standings, especially up in those top five spots.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. I think one of the biggest things that came out of the Cincinnati game for Alabama, that was a boring game. That was the game that I went downstairs and played some darts during the middle <laughs> of, cause I'm like, this is a big old snooze fest at this point. But the biggest thing that came out of this is Brian Robinson is back fully healthy and is very good. He had over 200 yards rushing the ball. Bryce young only had 181 yards and against Georgia, he had over 400, but more than that, Ja'Cory Brooks is a player, you know, and and maybe he can fill some of that role. He had four receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown. Now, that's no John Mechie, but it's, it's something, right? And with Slay Bolden and some of those tight ends, I think they can maneuver around that with how good Jamison Williams naturally is. We'll see, but I still think the Tide are going to win
1: it. Yeah, and Ja'Cory Brooks, I think, is going to be one of those kind of X-factor players in this game. The thing that I sided with going against him, because if he steps up, so be it. You know, if he's a big contributor in this game, then Alabama's is probably going to win it. But I looked back at it, and you mentioned the four receptions for 66 yards. One of those was on the 44-yard touchdown pass. So other than that one, he was really limited. And then he had the one touchdown reception against Auburn that helped get – Alabama in that game during the regular season apart from that he hasn't done a whole lot of big stuff so I'm looking at it kind of hoping that Georgia will be able to contain him a whole lot more than they would have Mechie and then some of those other receivers that Alabama has I think they're impressive athletes but I haven't seen a lot of consistency from them throughout the season and I didn't see it the first time they played Georgia so I'm kind of banking on Mechie to Brooks being a bigger loss and hopefully Georgia being able to contain him. Otherwise, I think Alabama probably does win the game if he goes off.
0: Oh, yeah. Even though I'm fatigued of these two teams, this really is the best matchup that that we could have gotten in regards to having the, the best of the two teams. I'm fascinated by how this thing's going to play out. I just think Bama's going to have to have a number two guy step up because Georgia is going to be all over Jameson Williams. But in my opinion, he's still good enough to rack up 75, 80 yards, even with them double and triple covering him.
1: Alan, as we uh, touch on everything with this game, I think we've kind of covered – everything from our standpoint of our picks. I don't think there's a whole lot more of this game we need to touch on, but a couple other things I would look at with the standings. I mentioned earlier the four people that are in contention for first place. Another factor with that is if you're not paying attention to those final scores and projected top scores of people laying their picks, right now Jorge, who's in first place, and Spencer, who is in second place, right now the points they've accumulated actually lock them into the top five. They haven't locked themselves up in the top one or two spots, but they do have a guaranteed finish of in the top five. They're the only ones that can claim that. So outside of those two, we have 15 additional people who are fighting it out for those final three spots so Alan, if you look at those top scores that people can finish with, we've got Jorge at the top who can finish with 560 points Spencer's right there with him with 543 and then we drop down a good bit to a couple of people in the 520s but then after that we get down into the five hundred teens, like 518 and 515 is kind of where we see some people landing with some possible scores, 513 13's there as well. So what would your advice be for somebody who's a little bit further back and can still get up very high, but needs the picks to land the right way? You know, they're not directly in line that if they get a pick right, they're not necessarily in the top five, but they have to have uh, the right people miss in front of them as well. Is it simply go with Georgia because less than 40% of people are on the Bulldogs? To me, that that's what would make sense for somebody that's a little bit further back in the standings.
0: I feel like you have to, unless you just have a real conviction about going with Alabama that sure. you're either a Bama fan or you're just like, clearly Bama is the better team kind of a deal. And and I don't even think that, and I'm picking Bama. I, I think you have to go with Georgia at that point, just because, as you mentioned I don't know that 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 40% or 38%, whatever it is, is just in our group or all of ESPN bowl pickems. I think it may be all of ESPN bowl pickems, but still, that will probably still be true. It'll be 60-40 Alabama, most likely. So if you're looking to get an edge, I think you almost have to go Georgia.
1: Yeah. And that, just for clarification, I mean, that's the way I've always read it. I think that's worldwide. I think that is what that percentage indicates. But to me, the reason I reference that is because I think that in a group, especially in our, our, of our size, that you mentioned it already, about 100 people, you know, it's not going to be exact, but it's going to be pretty close. So you can bank yep. on close to 40 people being on Georgia, probably close to 60 people being on Alabama. You know It's going to be give or take a few either side, but if you're in that spot where you're talking about you're in that sixth or seventh or eighth spot with that projected max score, I think it would be very wise to be on the Georgia Bulldogs, especially like you said, if you think the game's going to be close. Otherwise, if you think Alabama's the better team, so be it. Go ahead and pick Alabama. But at that point, you're kind of hoping that enough people are going to be on Georgia ahead of you that miss it and allow you to jump up ahead of a couple of people either way I think it's going to be a blast I think it's going to be a really close game and Alan I think we're going to see a lot of people on both sides especially up at the top of the group who are strategizing ways to get inside that top five
0: I would agree if you're up in like anywhere already inside the top 10 uh, or really the top eight I think you pick who you think is going to win the game right But if you're outside of the top ten and want to jump into the top ten or something like that, then you probably got to go with Georgia. To give yourself the best chance. That's just kind of where I land on that.
1: Sure. I think that makes some sense. And I think a distinction too would just be are you talking about strictly in the top ten as far as current points accumulated? Or are you talking about top ten on those max totals that are projected to be able to kind of jump up? Because some of those people are, you know, down in the teens and even beyond who could have a top ten score if they just simply hit on it.
0: Right. It's more on the max points, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point of clarification right there, is is whatever their max points are. If you're in that top eight range on max points available then I'm going with who I actually think is going to win this game. If you're sitting in there already in the top seven or eight, but not max points-wise, I think you got to go with Georgia to hope you win that game and can stick in that area, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, and I would agree definitely with that kind of philosophy. It's kind of why I'm going with Georgia, but at the same time, like I told you, I mean, I have, I have football reasons why I think Georgia can win this game. So it's a little bit of both for me. You know, I think that Georgia – could possibly be the better team in this matchup with no John Mechie. And at the same time, I think those exact arguments benefit me. And if Georgia hits, I think there's going to be more people in Alabama. I think it helps me better for being able to stick my way further up in the standing. So I like the suggestion on both sides of it. And uh, I just hope that this has been a help to people as you've gone throughout this season. And Alan... As we close out this year, there are a ton of things that people can do to help us out. You can rate and review the podcast. That's on Apple Podcasts. And hey, for those of you listening on Spotify, just in the last few weeks, Spotify has opened up ratings as well. So if you drop a five-star rating on the podcast in Spotify, that is a huge help to us as well. You can find Alan at AD on The Blackout. You can find me at TB on The Blackout. That's on Twitter. And as we close out the show, Alan, we're looking ahead to next season for the 2022-2023 season in which we're going to have more contests, more prizes, and a whole lot going down here on the Best College Football Pick'em Pod in the land.
0: Yes, sir, man. I, I'm excited about another year. Uh, grateful to to have a fun 2021 season. And then wrapping up uh, the first part of 22. Um, and style and then uh, we'll jump back in next year or later on this year
1: definitely alan it's going to be a blast can't wait for it you've been a great support in the show can't wait to do more of it in the future but thank you for your help sir and uh, we can't wait to touch base with people again as we get later into 2022 into the next college football season ahead of us
0: bro you're a great host and a, a lot of fun to be around and do this so thank you
1: definitely alan we'll talk to you later and uh good luck as you close out the season hope your tide falls to the georgia bulldogs
0: <laughs> that's right bro see ya see ya uh on the back end.